Moi, j'aime bien le travail. I like a job well done. Bon, c'est du travail minutieux. Ours is meticulous work. But it goes without saying that precision is a pleasing end goal. My name is Nicolas Bavrel. I have 17 years experience at Zenith, and I am an haute horlogerie watchmaker. My work involves developing haute horlogerie products and complications. Our role is to assemble the product from A to Z until the movement is complete. In other words, fitted with hands and cased up. We work on various types of complications, from the most classic and traditional to some that are a little more exceptional, such as the Zero-G. The latter is a unique product, notably featuring a sphere containing the escapement which must always remain horizontal. This is part of our quest for precision. The fact that it always remains horizontal enables it to cancel the effects of gravity and thus enhances its accuracy. We also work on the fusée and chain tourbillon. The tourbillon itself is designed to cancel the effects of gravity. But here, we ensure precision through the constant force provided by the chain. The fact of having constant force from the beginning of the watch's running time right the way through the entire 50 hours of power reserve ensures that the accuracy remains constant. Working on new products, such as the Inventor, is a new challenge for the Haute Olazerie workshop. This year has seen the launch of the latter, which is something completely new. And the escapement is quite different from what is traditionally done in watchmaking. We are poised and ready for this challenge, however. How can one fail to be moved by the creative determination required to create Zenith's iconic El Primero movement? The long-running history of the Swiss watchmaker proves that humankind's only limit is imagination. And that of the Zenith teams is immeasurable. Behind this design, with its strong identity, lies remarkable and advanced technology. You're listening to El Primero Stories, the movement podcast. Following its creation in the heart of the Swiss company's workshops, complications followed each other in quick succession and in all kinds of forms. But the El Primero movement, officially born in 1969, encountered numerous difficulties during its development. It was a chronograph, and not just any chronograph, since it had a high frequency that made its heartbeat at 36,000 vibrations per hour, and it comprised a column wheel, a veritable brain controlling its functions. It was rapidly equipped with a triple calendar, date, day, and month, and a moon phase, thanks to an integrated module beneath the dial. With such key assets, things could quite easily have stopped there. And this iconic movement, with its rich strengths, did indeed remain unchanged until 1997, when the flyback function was integrated into one of its variants. Purists will explain, with good reason, that the flyback is in fact not a complication, but only a function. Nevertheless, the addition of this characteristic was a new feature that had not previously been included. 
Neither was the opening of the dial in 2003 with the open collection a complication. Even though organizing the visibility of the escapement and the balance wheel through the dial side made it necessary to revise the movement baseplate. Several parameters had to be recalculated to make this new version more reliable. When it was created, this opening onto the heart of the movement was accompanied by the loss of the date. However, the new layout afforded the possibility of the power reserve display by means of a central hand sweeping over the lower part of the dial. Once again, this was more a function than a complication. Complications became ever more sophisticated, and with good reason. The Great Revolution came in 2004, when El Primero required a tourbillon. Preparations for this patented innovation took three years of development. But Zenith went a step further and filed a second patent, presented as follows in the press release that accompanied the presentation of the watch. The date disc is inserted between the bridge and the tourbillon carriage, rotating the other way. Thus, while the latter rotates in 60 seconds, the date changes at midnight in the opposite direction, a double helix of new watchmaking genetics. A tourbillon with date was a true demonstration of expertise that gave a new lease on life to the manufacturer, with a fresh injection of the creativity that had characterized its history for nearly 140 years. This tourbillon operated at 36,000 vibrations per hour, a feat that raised Zenith to the ranks of the greatest maison. Once again, many manufacturers would have been satisfied with leaving it at that, relying on their success and refusing to question any existing achievements. But Zenith was engaged in a new dynamic, with innovations following on from each other at a frenzied pace. In late spring 2005, Zenith presented an El Primero class traveler model compromising complications including a minute repeater system. Many connoisseurs were surprised that the El Primero caliber was able, based on a single winding source, to support a number of other functions in addition to the chronograph. Alarm, striking mechanism, vibrate mode, large date, as well as dual time. The caliber was naturally thicker, increasing from 6.5 millimeters to 12.98 millimeters, almost double the thickness, but its multiple nature was a performance in itself. There was nothing usual about combining so many complications within a single movement. It meant calling upon micro and nanotechnology involving 10 to the power of nine levels of precision meaning nearly one per ten-thousandth of a millimeter, which is invisible to the naked eye, in order to find solutions that would enable all these complications to run smoothly, while being driven by the same engine. The watch performed no less than 48 watchmaking functions, and the production of functional prototypes implied exploring the molecular structure of steels in order to find the most relevant alloys and to prospect for the most technologically advanced lubricants. No less than 18 metals coexisted within this movement. Some of the allies were machined using cryotechnology, namely using extreme cold to make certain metals docile to cutting and the shapes imposed by the structure of the caliber. Obviously, the few models produced were distributed in a very confidential manner. Yet Zenith was clearly charting a new course in its history, 
that of complicated watches. What is the only limit for watchmakers? The answer is their imagination. Witness the perpetually prolific history of the Maison Zenith. Providing ample proof of this, El Primero seems to enable just about anything. The manufacturer's research and development teams reveled in playing with this movement as they would with an engine, in order to multiply its uses. The game naturally involved bringing designers on board, and the dial became a testing ground that amazed lovers of fine watchmaking, on which the date position, for example, began to shift around. Originally appearing between 4 and 5 o'clock, it was then displaced in the form of a large double disc at 6 o'clock on a variant of the two-counter movement. The idea was appealing, but Zenith teams felt it would be interesting to offer a retrograde date display on the open version. A hand pointed to the days, and was instantly zero reset at the end of the last day of the month. The modular complication was combined with a splendid version of the Chronomaster Open. The case was made of platinum, and the dial of gold of which the hands featured three shades. The result was dazzling. Yet the date had not finished moving and ended up in a triple-disc version at 2 o'clock, which was later simplified. Despite these itinerant date adventures, Zenith never lost sight of the fact that its El Primero movement was more than an avant-garde chronograph. That is undoubtedly why, in 2007, the manufacturer introduced the split seconds, or rattrapante, serving to measure split or intermediate times. Equipped with this function in a 50-piece microseries, the class model first appeared in white gold and was later reissued in steel. The Traveler Multicity, which displayed the time in the world's main capitals, issued a fascinating travel invitation in 2008. The dial animation triggered during adjustments to indicate the chosen time zone gave the impression of having a life of its own, as if the watchwearer might find himself whisked away on the same journey. At that point in time, the foudroyante, or jumping seconds complication, was the only one never yet hosted by El Primero. The situation was remedied a year later, in 2009, with the striking tenth version that smoothly handled short-time measurements by pointing to them with the tip of its hand. The latter turned so fast that the eye could barely keep pace. Zenith's endeavors relating to El Primero have delighted all those who don't like having to set the date on their watches when months last less than 31 days. After offering a small series of perpetual calendar models with moon phase in 2006, the manufacturer presented an annual calendar version in 2011. Its designer was none other than Ludwig Oxelin, curator of the International Watchmaking Museum in La Chaux de Fonds. By completely rethinking the construction principle, this passionate enthusiast designed a calendar requiring only one annual adjustment. The complication he developed had only nine movable elements, whereas most calendars require 30 or 40. In order to ensure optimal readability, this display was provided by three concentric discs. The outer disc showed the date, the middle one the month, and the inner disc the day of the week. A feat that once again pushed the limits of innovation on a movement that was 40 years old at the time. It is said that watchmakers are sometimes great dreamers, and the aptly named Zenith has a special fondness for the heavens above. Romance found a special place on the dial in February 2008, 
with a set of complications on a new version of El Primero resembling a fable by Jean de La Fontaine. Its poetic displays provided a reading of the lunar cycle and day-night cycles through the same aperture, an encounter between the sun on the one hand and the moon and the stars on the other. This all-new type of display, combining two complications, both lightened up the dial visually and provided constant animation in an aperture that would be otherwise static during the daytime if featuring the moon alone. The original version of El Primero proved incredibly sturdy and reliable during all these years of pushing it hard and requiring it to perform the work of a super-powerful engine pulling a weighty load of complications for which it had not been designed. The versatility of the movement reflects the nature of Zenith itself, imperturbable yet always on the alert when it comes to creation and innovation. El Primero is a truly resourceful caliber, and today, at 50 years old, undoubtedly remains one of the most modern chronographs. Thank you very much to all of you for listening to this El Primero Movement Story, a podcast which has been dedicated to movement excellence. My name is Julien Tornard, and I'm the CEO of Zenit. Like you, we are all sharing passion about watches, passion about watchmaking, and I think all these stories that you've been listening to are basically great examples of sharing this fantastic passion. We have been celebrating this year the 50th anniversary of one of the most, if not the most important movement in the watch industry, called the El Primero, a legendary movement created in 1969. All over the year, we've been around the world to celebrate this movement with different friends and aficionados of our brand and sharing this passion. So I'm very happy that you could hear all these interesting stories about the brand, including Charles Vermeaux's story, which is a man I want to celebrate, especially this year for this anniversary. I'm also looking forward to being with you in the next episode and to share more adventures about watchmaking and about El Primero. Thank you. <laughs>